Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Irregular Bitches, the podcast for the midlife massive that's at times super sweary, always relatable and we like to think like having a glass of something cold and refreshing with a friend on a Friday. I'm Sarah Kaywood and my co-host and fellow Irregular Bitch is lovely Lou Mitchell. How are you Lou? Oh I'm good thank you my love, how are you? I'm alright, I'll let you into a secret everybody. I literally just did a snot and swallow <laughs> right in Lou's oh. earpiece. She was like, I heard that, it was disgusting. Oh. I had that cold that everybody's had. Like last week. You are drowning, mate. You are I'm drowning gonna have to in phlegm. <coughs> this is horrible it's for everyone to so listen to. so annoying. I'm so sorry. What have you been doing? What's going on in Lululand? Um, running around like a blue arsed fly. I really can't even be bothered to engage with any more thoughts on uh, that. Is it because you're moving? Yeah, so moving. Um, and no, yeah, no, getting organised. I'm quite enjoying doing that. Spending a fortune in... Um, pound stretcher on plastic boxes but anyway this is very dull for oh, everyone. No, dull, dull stuff but life yeah, stuff but i'm excited because i get to see you like make over a house which is my favorite thing in the world to do. <laughs> absolutely love it um yeah it's it's like part five so i was i literally was out of action last weekend and and it was grim um, but apart from that, in latest news, I need to let you all know that I met two of our guests IRL yesterday in real life, in case you don't know what that means, people. I have to ask sometimes. Um, I met Liz O'Riordan and Rosamund Dean at the same event yesterday. Exciting. They, I can, I can, uh, what's the word? I can confirm. That's it. Confirm. Sorry, brain fog. Mm-hmm. Full, full action today. I confirm they're both absolutely delightful. And give very oh, good hugs. Wouldn't doubt it. Oh, Lovely. so nice. It was um, uh, at the launch for a company called Love Rose Lingerie, who do, um, well, you say post-surgery underwear, but actually it's just lovely underwear without underwires in. It's really, really nice. So I treated myself to a set of those. But she also, she does, um, Caroline, the, the founder, she does make them with pockets in case you don't want to have reconstructive surgery. So, oh, okay. yeah, so really, really, she does them with pockets and without pockets. Um, and I had a proper bra fitting. And apparently I am uh, a 32 double D. Ooh, I know, but my, that sounds saucy. Well, I, but they're not that massive. But I just think they know what they're talking about. But she did. She fitted me and, and this um, this non-underwire bra looked really, really nice and really supportive. Mm. So that was really exciting. I had a day out in London at a place called Future Dreams House, which again, Lou, so this is a breast cancer charity. It's so mm. fancy. It's like, oh. it's all calm. You walk in and there's a diffuser going with like lemongrass, like wafting around in the oh. air and you can go for 
ballet lessons there and massages and group therapy sessions. They teach you how to um, how to do, if you've lost your hair through chemo, they do scarf wrapping sessions. You can go and learn how to wrap a scarf. This is fabulous. I know, ladies, if you are in the vicinity, Future Dreams, go and, they are on Instagram, at Future Dreams Charity. Go and check them out. They're an amazing resource for anyone who's had breast cancer or is in treatment for breast cancer um there's nothing else really like it around and i they said oh you are you local i was like well no i'm not i'm in essex but they said but what you should do then is come and spend the day so book into a couple of workshops and come and spend the day so i might do that lovely isn't that nice um anyway lou just before we move on to our guest today who happens to be mm. a fireman you told me you had a fireman story and i want to, i do have a fireman i want story. to hear it but we're going to introduce dan in a minute <laughs> but lou said can we introduce him like after oh I'm yeah he can't him. be on the screen okay he's not on the screen i couldn't cope with him no okay. i couldn't have told right. my fireman story Dish it. i mean it's not it's not it's not fruity but <clears throat> i love a but i think it's perfectly reasonable that i have along with many many women mm-hmm. i mean i know sarah's going to sexually abuse him because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's a fireman mm-hmm. um i have a thing about firemen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's based on the fact that i went to a very very school little school in norfolk um i went every day i was a day girl but there were borders there were about 100 borders and there were three boarding houses and they were like normal old houses. So they had loads of little cupboards and loads of little staircases and loads of little dormitories. Great for hiding in. So once a year, the firemen would plan a day where or an evening. So it was dark mm-hmm. where they would come and they would let off smoke bombs and things. And we all had to run around and hide all over the school and they would run around in all their gear and come and find us and carry us out of windows and stuff jesus <laughs> hang on a minute it's what dreams are made of hang on a minute that used to happen was that like some sort that of... happened but that wasn't more than once but that wasn't this is what you should do if there's a fire because of course you've got to get out of a burning no, building. this was them practicing getting into and out of the school oh and for, like to check they could find everybody and where everybody might be check they actually, could get them out of all of the windows because actually it was an actual thing because a scared child might hide in a cupboard well you know yeah i i i yeah oh, who cares m <laughs> to the effing g that's so it's going to be very very hard for me to have any kind of eye contact with dan <laughs> that's hilarious i love it are we getting ple- what school was this you've got to tell us where you went to school it doesn't exist anymore oh really no, Ooh. it doesn't exist anymore. It does it's in your a, dreams, a babe. In... I know. It exists in your dreams. Well, <laughs> should we move on to the real thing then, darling? Be still. Yes, now I'm going to have to look him in the eye Ready? now. Take a deep breath. <laughs> and let's go. Irregular. Bitches. Our guest today is a firefighter, turned sleep coach, but still on beating hearts, who decided after 20 years working shifts and battling his body's natural biology that something had to give. And the first thing he tackled was his sleep, ladies, his sleep. Fast forward four years and now he's a qualified coach specialising in sorting out our nocturnal nightmares. Please give a very warm welcome to Dan Everson. Hello, Dan. Sleep and thrive coach extraordinaire. How are you, sweetheart? You all right? Hello, hello. Yes, thanks so much for having me on. I'm awesome, thank you. Um, Should we let everybody into a secret, Lou? What's that? This is the third time we've tried to record, Dan. (laughs) We've done two whole podcasts. Dan is like, I mean, I know Dan anyway, but he is like, oh, mate, we, this is well-travelled ground. 
But <laughs> it's so interesting that I'm happy to go over it again. And technology is finally on our side. So, Dan, thank you so much for your patience, please. <laughs> thank you, Dan. Please and thank you. You have been wonderful. Um, firstly, it's nice to have a boy on, isn't it? No, isn't it nice yeah, to have a guy true. on? I think we've had, I think Dr. Khan's our only other boy. I know, and I like a geezer. I especially <laughs> like a geezer like Dan, not only because he's fireman um but also because he's one of the loveliest people i know um so firstly dan what made you decide to train as a coach but specifically to specialize in sleep because you are actually still full-time watch manager in the fire service aren't you yeah that's right yeah i'm Mm. working tonight um working the weekend nights rubbish but yeah um i'm still Mm. working and you know from all of many colleagues of mine struggle with their sleep as did family and friends of mine as did i for you know almost 20 years and so once I understood that as being a shift worker and a new parent um, and having terrible sleep habits and sleep practices, when I decided that I better change this because, you know, my quality of life wasn't great and my motivation was pretty low and it affected so many areas of my life. Um, you know, emo- emotionally, that was my especially the one it affected more than anything. Uh, I just had to do, make a decision to, to change that. And so sleep was the first thing I changed, which led me on to this wonderful world and passionate uh, around sleep. Yeah, because, I mean, the thing about sleeping is, I think, don't we, I mean, I know Lou is not a great sleeper, I'm not too bad, but we accept bad sleep as, I think, as a people, don't we? Just everybody just goes, it's just one of those things. But why shouldn't we accept it, Dan? Why is it so important to get a good night's sleep? Well, sleep, uh, as I just mentioned with my own experience, but, you know, through the science and research as well, sleep is just impacts in so many areas of our life. They haven't yet to find a single psychological or physiological area um, within our brains and our body that sleep doesn't inf- uh, impact, whether it's, you know, poor sleep, it negatively impacts it or good, better sleep, good sleep uh, positively impacts it. And that's why we should sleep well, because if you want to, you know, have mental clarity, be emotionally stable, be motivated and just be a kind, decent functioning person, then you need to sleep first. I know if I'm going through a particularly bad phase, a bad phase to me, Dan, means about four hours in one chunk and then I'm done. That is um, grim, if, Louise. It, that, that is grim. It's not now. HRT has helped enormously. Um, and I'm planning to, you know, take home some of your advice today. But I know if I'm on a period of having about four hours sleep a night for, say, more than, I'm going to say a week, but um, probably longer, um, I am an asshole. <laughs> oh, bang. I am short-tempered. I am snappy. My road rage goes through the roof. <laughs> and, you know, people live with it, don't they? So having access to somebody like you, um, you know, I've never considered. So, Dan, what, what can we do? What sort of things can we do to improve our sleep hygiene? I know some of them are, uh, are yes. obvious, but, you know, some people don't do these things so hit us with them <laughs> yeah you're right no people don't do do them at all uh, we forget as children don't we always having children we give them a, a bedtime routine or a, a decent uh, crack at having a good night of sleep by ensuring that we have good sleep hygiene for the children but we don't do it for ourselves um, I'd say that the top five sleep hygiene tips uh, would certainly be and these are known as the big five if you like of sleep is uh, light temperature the one that everyone enjoys, the alcohol, drugs, and uh, caffeine. Uh, that, that's sort Lots of buried of into... Lots yeah. of drugs and alcohol. Is that what you mean, Dan? Uh, yeah, yeah. Take all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm doing fine. Yeah. 
they all, Sorry, Dan. They all help with sleep. Sorry, Dan. They all help with sleep. They're brilliant uh, for sleep. Um, so we look at uh, the big five, which is yeah, drugs, alcohol, caffeine, light, temperature, exercise, and routine or a consistent routine, which is what many people struggle with. That's mostly the same bedtime and same wake time, but definitely the same wake time um, every night and every morning. And that's even at the weekends, which sounds ugly. Uh, so that's really important to do that. Why is it important? Why is it important specifically for... I'm interested to why it's important for the same wake-up time, because that's where I think I might be going wrong. Because I, I like to get up really, really early, but I can't sustain it. And so some nights, some mornings it's 5.30, other mornings it'll be 8 o'clock. So I'm clearly going wrong there. Well, yes and no. It's um, because, you know, you your body will sleep for the amount it sleep. Everyone has different sleep needs and your body will sleep you well, if you like. And so if you end up having nine hours one night, seven hours another, it's not necessarily good or bad. It's just that's what your body needs and everyone needs different sleep. Um but to be a consistent routine, the reason why it's so important, especially for the morning, is as soon as you wake up and start moving, eating, talking, and most importantly, get light in your eyes, it recalibrates our circadian rhythm, which is those things that probably many people have heard of the circadian rhythm. It is our our own biological sleep-wake process, which is determined externally, mostly by light uh, and dark cycles of the sun. So that starts a clock within our brain. We have these molecular clocks um, that are always... Our, our brain doesn't know the time of day. It, tell, it knows by the sunlight and what we're doing, our activities. So it's important that as soon as we get light and we start moving around in the mornings, about 16 hours later, our brain knows to start turning the chemicals and the hormones off for the daytime and start giving us hormones and chemicals for the nighttime. That's why it's so important to Love wake up this. at the same time every morning. Oh, I see. I tell you what, I think, because you're right about the light thing. And, and I would say to anybody else who struggles, because I have asked Dan off the record, like, you know, what can I do to when I'm so bleary eyed and I just can't wake up? Because actually, uh, even if I went to bed at seven um, and got up at 5.30, I'd still find it, re- I'd still really struggle, especially at the moment. And we have blackouts, stupid blackout curtains in our bedroom, which really do block out every ounce of light. I think you should get one of those alarms that is basically like a massive blue light. It's, you know, as well, it's all the, the noise is all very well, but I need the light in my eye. And actually, mm. one of the best things you can do, and Dan, I'm, and this is obviously this is proves the thing that you shouldn't go on your devices before bed. Because one of the things that wakes me up the quickest is to check my phone first thing in the morning mm. as soon as I wake up, and that must be the blue light. Right? Yeah, if it makes you feel alert and awake, then yes, it's good. Of course, the most the best light is the natural light from the sun. This time of year is more difficult, but you know you sort of want thousands and thousands of lux. You know this uh, you know, measurement of light, and you won't necessarily get it from a side lamp in your bedside. It might be sixty. You want, and the, the sun's like twenty five, thirty thousand. So you're going to want to get right. as much light as you can. Even on a cloudy day, you're still going to get thousands of lux from natural light. So when you wake up in the mornings, the more light you get through the eyes, the better, and the quicker you will feel alert. But if it's only from artificial light, LEDs, overhead lights, lights and phones, you know, again, with a wellness perspective, it's not the ideal go to for light. But of course, it, it could it could be a lever to pull if you needed to. This time of year, lots of people I speak to use artificial lights in their rooms, like Lumi lights. And they have these lights which Are they any good? start to come on. Are they any good, those Lumis? Everyone reports how they, they feel differently with them because everyone's got different sensitivities to light. Um, but the important thing is that 
if you want to if you want to wake up feeling refreshed and not getting dragged your ass out of bed like it's you know uh, it's hell on earth then having some natural or even artificial light enter your bedroom before you wake up like through a lumi or an artificial light there are other ones on the market then that will really help when you wake up that your brain has already gone through some processing because it's started to have some light on the skin and some light in through the eyelids which will start to turn the cortisol up a little bit because cortisol that stress hormone is great for waking us up and that's what we get a shot of in the morning so the quicker we can get that in in, uh, get on then the easier it will be to get out of bed nice irregular bitches so dan how about for people who setting an alarm means that they're i mean it will go against everything that i would want to do at the weekends for most people but if i've been if i've only had four hours sleep and then i do eventually get off about six to then set an alarm for seven would be would be devastating but you're saying that actually that is exactly what i need to do if you have not had enough sleep and to function as a, a human being, as a parent, as a mother, as a as an employee, as as just somebody that wants to be the best version of themselves, if it means you have to sleep longer in order to be that, then that's what you need to do. Because this, mm. my mission is, you know, to help people to be better versions of themselves. And if it means that you've got to sleep into nine or ten o'clock because you've had a terrible night, or you've gone to bed late, or you've had hot flushes, or you've been awoken by many things, then you should ensure that that happens if that's like once a week that's fine but if it's every single night or every single morning that that's sure. happening then that's when you should look at the underlying causes of that and start to address it irregular bitches if you're struggling to lose weight you've probably heard about weight loss medications like wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you meet plush care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So why is it that some people are um, early birds and some people are night owls? Mother Nature. Uh, you have to thank her for that one. Um, sort of a, a bit of a random dish out. But yeah, genetic preferences for whether you're a night owl or an early bird or whether you're neither and you're in the middle like myself that um that was determined of course many millions of years ago certainly through evolution uh, thousands of years ago where the tribe in order to keep the tribe safe some people would uh would stay up late uh, to look after the tribe so if everyone went to sleep at the same time then of course the tribe would be open to to lions and tigers and predators so some would stay awake while half you know a third of the, the the tribe slept and then another load of people would be up very early in the morning and they would look after the tribe through the early hours of the morning so you have their born you have early birds and you have night hours and everyone's got slightly different uh extremes of that 
That's amazing. I did not know that. It is. And that, of course, makes absolute sense. And how can you tell, like, I think I'm probably an early bird, but how can you tell if you're an early bird or a night owl? Most people understand themselves, like, you know, they've lived enough times, many years with them, with their own <laughs> bodies to know that they are pref- good or better in the mornings or they're better in the afternoons uh, or later morning. So... Most people can tell, but you can go online and you can do a number of different um, questionnaires. One of the good one is called Auto MEQ, Morning and Eveningness Questionnaire. And you can do like, take five, 10 minutes, you get a score and that will tell you what your preference is. And it's good to know know that for yourself so that you know, you know, that's why I'm always terrible at seven in the morning, but I'm better at midday uh, because you have different times where you'll be more productive and more creative and and more of a human uh, than other times and it's good to know what your kids are and what your partners are as well because many people try and align themselves together because that makes you know Mm -hmm. makes sense but actually some people can be quite a quite a way apart some can be one you know person can be an extreme morning person and and their partner be an extreme night owl and then of course you're never going to you know, spend much time in bed together. I think actually Andy and I are probably, I I think I'm probably a bit like you, Dan. I'm a bit of both. Did you say it was auto as in car, A-U-T-O-M-E-Q, yeah? Yes. Auto M-E-Q. I'm going to do that and I'm going to get Andy to do that as well because I think actually, I bet, and I'm sure that you both will appreciate this, but actually that can cause some relationship issues because I know Andy gets really cross, like, because I, I, I can take it or leave it. But I, I think probably my bedtime is probably natural bedtime is about 10 o'clock between nine and 10. And his is probably between eight and nine. And he will sleep longer than me as well. He needs a lot more sleep. Um, but there, you know, he's okay with it now. But there was a time where he would be like, please come to bed at the same time as me. It's like, I really don't want to. I'm really, I'm not tired. And I don't want to read. I want to watch This Is Us. And he wants to go and read. And so never the twain shall meet. But doing that auto MEQ test might be a bit of an eye opener for us all. And and then, then there's no blame, is there? It's like, it's nature made me this way, babe. Yeah, we've had to come to terms with that in our relationship. Because Duncan comes to bed really late and I naturally get up really early so actually the amount of time that we spend in in bed together sometimes can literally just be a few hours but we stopped arguing about it when we just came to terms with it and you know made other choices Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll go to bed later sometimes he'll come to bed earlier so we just work it between us in our relationship and accept it rather than fight about Mm -hmm. it irregular bitches and dan why is it when when women reach mid-age um that i mean obviously the menopause and hot flushes have a lot to do with it but why why does sleep suddenly become an issue is it and is Mm. it across both sexes actually i'm interested to know is it is it just women and obviously i'm i'm optimistic you will have studied this is it just women and is it just hot flushes or does just does sleep evolve as we get older and as we change. Or devil. Devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you won't be happy to know, but women, of course, their their sleep is more affected than men's. They are more likely and more at risk of having insomnia and other sleep conditions and sleep disorders. Yeah. Uh, and that is because, yeah, mostly because of, you know, um, menstrual cycles, uh, pregnancy, uh, perimenopause and menopausal journey. Um, you know, there's a, a number of other caregiving, uh, looking after children, the domestic, uh, some of the concerns and worries that are normally loaded on a, a female, rightly or wrongly, within our culture. And so the pre- predominantly uh, women have worse sleep than men. 
you know, like my wife had insomnia three times, three pregnancies, three, you know, three periods of insomnia, mm. not great. So um, men do have other sleep disorders and sleep conditions, but their insomnia um, is, they have, they're less at risk of insomnia. The hot flushes and the menopausal sort of the start of the perimenopause, yes, that's going to in, increase insomnia chances and and poor sleep for, for women through that period of time. And and the hot flushes, like when you have menopausal clients, what sort of advice do you give them? Because I, I mean, I, I, I suppose it's all been done. I, I have a fan. I have heard that separate duvets is quite useful. But is have, have you got any extra nuggets we can give to the the sleep-deprived menopausal masses, Dan? <laughs> Help us, babe. I'd say that if I was to sort of give one nugget of advice, if you like, um, it's the hardest of all of the, of the nuggets, if you want to call it, for menopause. And it uh-huh. is that... Love a nugget. Uh-huh. Love a nugget. It's going to be your thinking and your cognitive reflections on your sleep and how the hot flushes and how the night sweats are affecting you. Because what happens is you have a hot flush and you and I'm not being dismissive here but you have a hot flush and you have a night sweat your te- core temperature rises and then you wake up because core temperature like I said to you before with the sleep hygiene temperature is one of the cues for sleep and for wakefulness so when you have your temperature goes up you wake up that's what happens in the morning but of course you find that that happens throughout the day throughout the night and so you keep on waking up so when you wake up and you have these hot flushes and you what most people do uh, with these types of experiences is they get stressed they get concerned they get worried they get frustrated they get angry they get irritated they get just essentially triggered uh, and their, their their stress response the fight and flight response is a really strong trigger and once it's triggered you're going to be awake you're going to struggle to fall asleep you're going to be awake for longer and mm-hmm. then all that all that does is perpetuates it further because your stress response becomes heightened and triggered and activated. And the more you height, the more it's heightened, the more it's triggered, the more likely it is to wake you up. That sounds so, spot on. It's, just, it's like, it's the tossing and turning, isn't it? So you're like, you're, um, th- this is impression of me, use your imagination, but fuck's sake, I'm hot, I've woken up, now I'm sweaty. <laughs> now I've got to go under my boobs, I've got to wipe the sweat away. Now I'm going to duvet off, fan on. Right, now I'm going to cool down. I'm going to drift off, I'm going to drift off. No, fuck, I'm oh, not going to fucking drift off. Delighted I'm not even to bed fucking, with you. Fucking, <laughs> Right, mate. <laughs> fucking, I'm not gonna fucking drift off. Now he's snoring, and then and now I'm angry. I'm angry. I'm angry at myself. I'm angry at my husband. I'm angry at my menopause. I'm ang- I'm angry. I'm angry. I have found, however, Dan, and you can tell me whether this is me being a good sleep and thrive human. Um, that those apps, the Calm and the Headspace, and you know, the Bloom, I think, is another one. There's loads of really good apps, and and some of them are free. You don't have to always pay for them, but a lot of them have like a night waking meditation and if I do put that on and do a little bit of the the breathing I can get myself back into a sleepy zone do I get a gold star oh yeah you get you get more than one you get at least three three gold stars for you (laughs) yeah yeah and that is a said I mean I know I mentioned about the gold nugget but understanding the stress response is really important for anyone who struggles with sleep because that is what most of the time wakes people up, or at least it keeps them awake thereafter. And so relaxation therapy is a key component to anyone who's got insomnia or anyone that is struggling with their menopause and sleep. I'd say your stress response is heightened and that is what's keeping you awake. You need to tackle that. And the way to tackle it is lots of different ways. One of the ways is relaxation. So like you just mentioned, 
using some sort of app or calm and such like they got you know to meditate or to have guided meditation or to do breathing exercises and those relaxation techniques will turn their stress response down and turn the rest and digest response you know the calm response up and that's what you Mm. want to do because sleep only happens once you're relaxed it's not i'm just going to try and sleep try and sleep try and sleep what you should actually be doing is trying to relax because relaxation once that happens Mm. and that activates and triggers that turns off the stress response and then you can fall asleep afterwards so i say to people you know that share with me these types of stories relaxation is really key you need to practice it throughout the day especially in the evening and if you wake up practice it then like you just mentioned use an app or you can just mm-hmm. count to 50 you should do one of those stories dan because just then when you as you went that will help you to calm down i was like oh <laughs> like i listen to sleep casts and i find those very relaxing but it's funny like so you've t- you've told us what we need to do lou do you agree yes. with this like those things are actually work like I do them but like the breathing especially my kids when they get themselves in a in a blue tizzy and I say breathe and they don't want to because actually it's sort of work you have to you have to I know what you mean do you know you have to concentrate you've... on doing it you 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 actually you have to do it and I think that's where anybody listening who does have proper insomnia might get unstuck is that they're just not that you've got to put the work in but Sarah, I think you can find things that that you enjoy that uh-huh. make you feel relaxed. So, for example, um, those calm—they don't work for me. It's too close to work. I think Dan, I'm a hypnotherapist, so yeah. I, lots of people go to sleep listening to me. Believe it or not, uh, I um, would. But so I can't do that. That's yeah. work. But what I can do is listen to podcasts. So I will listen to. Actually, it doesn't matter what the content of the podcast is, but I will. Um, listen to a podcast and that switches my brain off within about 10 15 minutes and i will then switch it off and fall straight to sleep is that good to do is she allowed to do that dan does she get a gold star yeah if it works for you then it works for you i'd say to people um you just the 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 sleep stories or the podcasts or anything you are listening to to try and help you to fall asleep Yes, it may work, but essentially what it is doing is just distracting your mind from thinking enough so that you can just fall asleep. Um, So whilst it it does work, if you're finding that you need to use a distraction or a podcast or music or something similar in order to make you help you fall asleep, then that is going to become something you need to do more regularly, um, which can not like it's going to mean dependence but it just means that you associate a good night or falling asleep with um you know a podcast or or a sleep story where really you need to be able to tune into your body and just turn down that stress response by breathing or trying a number 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 of techniques it's not easy because relaxation is essentially a skill it takes practice you know meditation breathing you know positive progressive muscle relaxation, whatever technique that you try, it all requires, you know, practice and trying it every day. You can just do it for a minute. You know, it can quickly become quite easy and something you can use versus getting your phone out, putting earphones in and listening to something for 15 to 20 minutes to help you to fall asleep. It will help you, but it is essentially a distraction from your racing mind. And there's ways you can turn Mm. that down without using a device if you like irregular bitches i i've got a shakti mat do you know what have you heard of that dan do you know what shakti mat is 
Yeah. Because it's got lots of bumps and things in it, yeah. leaves and things. Yeah, and people, so I, I mean, I'm not a problem sleeper. I just got, I got it because I just, I, I'm just quite into wellness since my cancer diagnosis. Um, but it is, you, you actually, people fall asleep on them. Um, but that really, I can't recommend it highly enough. If you can get past the first five minutes, they are incredibly relaxing. But people do say... Um, get everything done, brush your teeth so that when you come off the mat, you can go straight into bed. And I do, and I find them very relaxing, which is very counterintuitive. Don't know how that works. Non-sleep deep rest is this sort of new movement in anything that doesn't mean you're actually asleep is then becomes this deep restful state, whether it's yoga, nidra, meditation, any other relaxation therapies, including a Shakti mat or a weighted blanket. They all use the same type of um, principles in that they have this deep touch pressure point. So it gives you the calming effect. It feels relaxing, like a cuddle or a hug, like you're being swaddled. And it's just that type of pressure that uh, promotes relaxation. Then that therefore promotes sleep. And that's why there's so many different things out there. You haven't got to literally lay on your bed, sort of hovering, meditating. You can just have a bath or you can do a puzzle or you can read a book or you can lay on uh, a mat there's so many different things you can do to promote relaxation and i'd recommend any of them irregular bitches can we talk about those um sleep trackers lou do you track your sleep have you got a fitbit no i don't know you don't okay i track mine i can't i can't think about it more than i do already i need to switch right yeah no i don't that's fair enough and i think i've got relatively healthy relationship with mine but are they are they any good dan they're great for you know i used them and i tracked my sleep for about four or five years and i really liked it um there's some issues around accuracy because they only really uh, like sleep apps or sleep trackers or wearables they for sleep most of them only um measure your movement or they measure your heart rate and that's not always you know the full picture for for sleep um and so they can be inaccurate in that respect like you know if, they, if they're tracking movement and you've got a, a sleep partner then of course they're going to track the movement from that person as well um so it's important to understand that they're not always going to be accurate um that being said they're getting better and better and some of the the wearables out there now are getting really quite sophisticated um if you're looking at the data and then modifying your lifestyle and your plans and your behaviours because of what it says on your wearable or your app, like your sleep last night was shocking. You know, that's it. I'm calling in sick. I'm not going to the gym. I'm having a three hour <laughs> exactly. nap today. I'm then obsessed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's not going to be helpful. Um, so it depends on what you're using the data for. If it's just you, you want to make some tweaks for your sleep, hygiene and therefore you're tracking to see if it's making a difference then that's great but if you're actually looking at it and it's becoming it's negatively impacting you what i said before about stress response if it's uh if it's causing negative thoughts then that's only going to lead to more bad sleep irregular bitches i'm interested to know dan as well obviously caffeine is a given everybody knows that drinking any caffeine after 12 if you're super susceptible or after three is a no-no but diet in general is there are there any other sort of things that that, that our listeners might not know that that can really impact on your sleep? Well, yeah, you mentioned caffeine, which is a huge wakefulness aid, and it's great for that, but it's not good on the other end of the uh, the spectrum when it's time for bed. Um, everyone knows it. Well, I say most people know about alcohol. Alcohol is a sedative, and sed- sedation is not sleep. So if you 
are drinking alcohol close to bed, then that's a a sedation state and it's not actually sleep. And that's why you wake up a few hours later, especially Mm. with uh, temperature increases. It's going to affect Mm. and uh, your deep sleep and your REM sleep. And so alcohol is a sedative and that will affect the architecture of your sleep and therefore affect the quality of your sleep. As for diets, there's, you know, usual stuff. Don't go to bed full up. Don't go to bed starving hungry because your body will certainly wake you up for more like it's primal it's we it's if it's starved then it will start to look for food and to look for food it has to be awake so it wakes you up let's go looking for food so don't go to bed starving hungry if you go to bed too full of course that's going to cause discomfort um and that's going to cause interruptions to sleep Uh, as for actual foods i say to people if you're going to eat before bed snacks are fine but you want to avoid all the things that we all enjoy sugar fat Hmm. um you know and salt they're the things you should avoid when it comes to snacks. So people are like, well, what snacks do I use? You know, anything with sort of tryptophan in. So we're talking like pulses, um, banana, cereals are great with milk, cheese and crackers. You know, that myth straight away that doesn't exist. Um, they're the types of snacks that you <gasps> want to be having. Hang on, 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 hang on. Stop, 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 stop. Back stop. up, back right up. There. Back. We can eat cheese before bed. <laughs> this is huge. Is that a yes? Is that a green light on cheese before bed? <laughs> it's a <Yeah>. green light <laughs> on. A, a... <laughs> that is such good news. Sorry, Dan. Sorry, we got overexcited. We're both yeah. big fans of cheese. We've always been told that it gives you nightmares. I've, I've always believed that. This went back years and years and years where there was some, you know, some harebrained ideas that cheese um, causes nightmares and actually. That's what we know, which is still limited on nightmares and on dream states, is that it wasn't necessarily the food or the content or how it was metabolized by the body. It's more that we know how dreams, to a point, how dreams and nightmares work and cheese is not involved. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And wow. and does it have that Love tryptophan it. that you said was good in sleepy making foods? Does it have that in it then, cheese? No, it doesn't have it in cheese. It has it in things like fish, Salmon is great for for um, tryptophan mm-hmm. and melatonin. Um, so fishes um, and, like I said, some fruits start going into real intricacies of magnesium as well, being important for sleep. Everyone's got different sensitivities and tolerances to different foods and to different supplements. And so if you're going to go down that path, then you want to try different things, small, you know, one thing at a time and just see how it affects you. Um, that's supplements as well, like pill forms, as well as food supplementation but as for anything else with diet i'd normally i normally lump in with diets um uh yeah the drinks like i said alcohol and caffeine anything sugary as well like sugary Mm -hmm. drinks uh fizzy fizzy drinks or even sugary snacks they're going to impact Mm -hmm. upon your your weight your your sleep architecture because sugar is uh it's going to activate the stress response as well and that's going to keep you awake keep you alert and dan amazing um Andy often complains that if he's had um, very vivid dreams or nightmares all night, he feels exhausted. He says, I slept really badly because I had such bad dreams or I had so many dreams all night. Is is that, I mean, I would just assume that you're, you're asleep, so you're rested. But can, can nightmares and bad dreams, even though you're asleep, give you a bad night's sleep? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense, yeah. And many people find that a bad night of sleep is normally associated with, for instance, a nightmare or a night terror or a bad dream. And normally what happens is, you know, if you're 
tossing and turning around a lot and feeling uncomfortable because of a particular dream, even though it sounds completely contradictory because when you're actually in REM sleep, that paralyzes your muscles. It does that so that it stops you from acting out your dreams and strangling your partner or <laughs> snoring or, or, you know, kicking a cat. So yeah, REM sleep is designed to paralyze your muscles so that you do not move anywhere. So if you're moving around a lot, then there's a good chance that you, you weren't in REM sleep. Of course, there's, there are exceptions to the rule and there are some people that can sleep, walk and sleep, talk and move around when they're, sleep, uh, when they're dreaming. But normally what happens is um, if you're having bad nightmares that normally also has things like uh, your core temperature will rise you have a cortisol will rise you know like a stress response because mm-hmm. even though it's a dream you know you're still imagining certain things and the brain doesn't know the difference between imagination and real life so it can trigger you to wake up through cortisol and temperature wow. but dreams and nightmares are really still much of it is unknown and it's a lot of sort of guesswork and real basics around it but it's just we dream to process our emotions most mostly. So that's why when you have dreams and nightmares, it's through experiences from your day, which is just trying to be processed by your brain. Amazing. I find it fascinating. I really do. The whole dreaming thing. Do you dream a lot, Lou? Yes. And I sleep walk and I sleep talk. Really? Um, yes, yes. There's been periods of time where it's been really bad. I'm not in one at the moment, but oh, I did something terrible, Dan. I woke up looking at myself in the mirror. Ah! It's really scary. <laughs> wow. That's like something out of a horror terrifying. film. It was. Yeah. It was. And I was young and, and, you know, reasonably attractive. So there was nothing actually that was frightening about the image. It was just the fact that I was staring at myself in the mirror. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, that was fascinating, Dan. Kirsty Allsop um, yeah. had to stop, had to start. She famously said in an interview once that she sleeps, well, she used to sleep naked, uh, but she had to stop sleeping naked when she was filming Location, Location location because a, a couple of times she slept walked out of her hotel room and locked herself out naked in the corridor I've done that. have you i've done that i didn't lock myself out luckily the the door we it was on a click it was in a friend's apartment it was on the click and we hadn't locked it when we came in and i found myself naked outside the apartment about to ring the doorbell of the next door apartment louise <laughs> can you imagine no i cannot and i wake up at that point and it's awful that is that's like a recurring nightmare um dan it's all been absolutely wonderful your your wisdom and i hope many i really help i really hope that we've hoped people help i really hope that we've helped that we've hoped yes i hope that we have helped (laughs) some of our menopausal midlife tribe um and where can they get hold of you if they uh want to have sleep consultations how are you consumable as it were um (laughs) yes instagram is um i'm on there they can dm me there's a, a link on instagram they can fill out a quick form and then we can arrange to talk. Uh, also, they can I could be emailed at um, sleepandthrive@outlook.com, and so yeah, people Wonderful. can reach me there, and we can um, discuss their sleep issues. And and that's what you are on Instagram, is it? At Sleep and Thrive Coach. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. At Sleep that and Thrive it. Coach. Bang on. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to think of you later, my fireman friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't be like that, ladies. As I lay my head <laughs> down done. after a warm Stop bath. sexually abusing sorry. the guest, Sarah. Yes, sorry. 
Honestly, you should see his friend Gary who comes around and like decorates as well. It's not a dud amongst them. Anyway, I digress. I'm going to think of you, Dan, later as I lay my head down after a warm bath. An iPhone amnesty and a chamomile tea. Yay me. Uh, now, before we chip off, we managed to get the busiest lady in the UK and our irregular bitches laureate to read another one of her beautiful poems for us. And here she is with the aptly named When Your Head Hits the Pillow. Irregular bitches. When your head hits the pillow tonight, remember the smiles of the day, the laughter, the little winds, the warm words, and let everything else go. Put the lessons learned in a file marked done and give yourself a pat on the back for the things you got right. Leave the stresses of tomorrow where they belong tomorrow. Leave the stresses of today where they belong too. And let the night take away the heavy weight from your shoulders. Let it go. Let yourself be safe. Let yourself be still. Let yourself be at rest. When your head hits the pillow tonight, my friend, let sleep come and let your soul be. You did enough today. We are all just doing our best with no rule book in a game with no referee and no half time. None of us are getting it right. We are all just winging it. We are all just as scared, all just as weary. When your head hits the pillow tonight, my friend, close your eyes and remember, you are worthy. Oh, that's gorgeous. We love Donna. We we asked her to do a sleepy one for us, Dan, so that was why she did that. That's all from us. But thanks again to Dan at Sleep and Thrive Coach for being such a fab guest and debunking all those sleepy myths that we all know and love. And to Andy for editing and to you guys for listening. Please do review, like, share, do all the things that will keep us bringing you tippity-toppity irregular content. But until next time, Louise. Stay cool, bitches. I think we did it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.